Hey everyone, this is Aspet Bedrosian. And this is Hovik Manucharyan. And we are doing a daily touch base with Gev Iskajian on the latest conditions during the Artsakh blockade. Gev is with the ANC in Artsakh, Nagorno-Karabakh, and he lives in Stepanagerd. Today is January 19, 2023. Hey Gev, what's up today? Uh, how are you, Gev? Doing? Hey guys, uh, hope you're doing well. So a few days ago, they cut off the gas for a couple of hours. Now it's been cut off for about 48 hours straight. We've lost it here for two days in a row. Absolutely no gas and no heating for like two days now? Yes. Um, And on top of that, some of our concerns, if you guys remember, we were talking about the electric grid being overwhelmed. Yeah. Today, we took a massive hit. There was no electricity for a good six hours here. What are the consequences of something like this? What's going on with uh, heating schools, uh, buildings everywhere? Yeah, so for, you know, the, the regular person's perspective, for folks in the diaspora, when we don't have heat here, uh, when we don't have gas here, there's few critical things that take a hit. One, a lot of the cars actually operate on gas power. So to find a taxi for people to drive, if you look through the streets of Stepanaget today, you'll see very few cars driving. Yeah. On top of that, we're again in the middle of winter. Uh, homes being heated are a huge problem. People converting to the electric grid actually creates a worse problem because we already have a finite amount. Right. And, and the, the grid takes a hit. And even like small, like livelihood things, like the water is freezing cold. Uh, taking a shower in like, you know, a zero degree temperature water is not very fun. No. And uh, that's basically what, you know, over 120,000 people are facing on a you know, larger level on a societal level, something that's very difficult to muster is the fact that 30,000 kids are now going to be deprived of an education mm-hmm. until we can get the gas up and running. Because if we're talking about, you know, zero degree temperatures, uh, we have all these kids in the schools that don't have the adequate heating. So because of that, they've announced that today all of the schools are going to be dismissed until we can guarantee that we can have proper heating for the kids. That's already bad enough, but how do bakeries operate? That's a good question. I, I was just talking to a few folks uh, today that, that run a couple of bakeries. Some of them have very little gas supplies left. Some of them were operating. Some of them weren't. And now they're faced with this difficult uh, decision. Do they utilize whatever leftover gas that they have in reserves to bake bread today? And then you're talking about the electricity uh, yeah. being off and the gas being off so people can't cook at home so those bakeries it's even more important to produce bread so yeah. it's between that decision of making sure that they can feed folks when there is no electricity either to use for their electric stoves or do they sparse out whatever little they have remaining to be able to let's say this goes on a week to at least provide the minimum amount of bread uh, for the population so some have decided to close shops so that they can sparse it out and some are just relying on the will of god that hopefully it opens up and they can provide enough bread for the population for yesterday and today are you aware of processes at the government level to get this gas problem back on track uh the government negotiations i can't really uh, speak on because those things are very fluid but there's been some promising signs in terms of statements from not just Russia, but also the West, the EU, Canada. They've made a f- more forceful statements than before. Now, I'm not like overtly optimistic to say that's going to change something. But if someone were to ask me in this 40 days, 
when have we seen the most movement? I would say in this past week. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, Gev, with regard to the electricity line, we know that that line is basically blocked in the area uh, where those fake uh, eco-terrorists or actually real eco-terrorists and fake eco-activists are. Yeah. There is a new line being constructed to bypass those terrorists. Are you aware of the situation in getting a bypass electrical line? to step well, well, What I do know is they, they haven't allowed us any access to fix that. If there is a new line in the works, those things take quite a bit of time to put up. Um, and I'll, I'll work on getting some information to provide for you guys in the coming days. Yeah, because I heard mixed messages too that it may be any day now that at least that bypass portion is completed, even though I couldn't get a verification of that. So it'd be nice for our listeners tomorrow to, I guess, understand if there's any hope of... Uh, I don't know what that means. Basically, we bypass and then they may think of something else to disrupt somewhere else. But at least yeah. bypassing that region seems uh, uh, astute right right now. Yeah, I'll work on it in the next 24 hours and give you guys an update tomorrow. That's great. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm done. Uh, hey, Asbet, before uh, we go, I wanted to comment on the tragic incident at the military barracks today in in the Gerakunik province, essentially 15 Armenian soldiers died in what the authorities uh, claim is a fire. I believe uh, the investigation is still ongoing, but uh, just looking at if, if it is even confirmed to be a fire, just looking at the conditions that these soldiers were living in is, um, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. And this is in juxtaposition to uh, statistics from the Ministry of Defense that last year's uh, budget was not completed by 54%. So they had the money, uh, they were able to spend it on creating new outposts and improving existing ones, and they still didn't do that. I think that in any way you look at it, I don't want to focus on politics too much, but in any way you look at it, this is yet another judgment on the Pashinya administration for allowing this to happen, even if it's confirmed to be something else other than a fire. You know, we're all interested in finding out the causes of this, but the fact that immediately some uh, lower level military leaders were sacked, whereas in my opinion, the defense minister and the prime minister face direct responsibility for this is, I guess, just a continuation of the finger pointing that this government does. But, uh, you know, I think that people should be vigilant and demand real change after this. Um, if not for the war, if not for multitude of other things, but we're losing soldiers in peacetime. We're losing soldiers outside of combat. And I don't know how long the society can take that kind of uh, damage. Yeah, our condolences go to the families of these soldiers. But until we get over this, I'm going to hold my comments. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. Okay, Gev, we'll talk Bye, to you Gev. tomorrow. Thank Thanks. you. Sounds good. Take care, guys.